welcome back to Random Trek, the podcast in which I, your host, Scott McNulty, discuss a random episode of Star Trek with a non-random guest. I continue to invite past guests back, and I am joined tonight by Gene McDonald. Gene, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me again. It's my pleasure. Now, Gene, why don't we, before we delve into Star Trek, why don't you tell the folks a little bit about yourself? Sure. I am the community manager at a new uh, blogging platform called micro.blog, and that's a lot of fun. Been doing that about two and a half years. Before that, I was the founder and organizer of App Camp for Girls, and I've been working in Mac and iOS software for a long time now. (laughs) (laughs) So. I should be willing to throw away some of the books and software boxes on my shelf because I'm never going to use them again. They are over a decade old. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes it's hard to part with those things, though. Yeah. I, I get sentimental about, oh, that's the book where I finally figured out how to do, you know, CSS tables. Or <laughs> that's right. And people might recognize you from countless appearances on the Incomparable Network and your own show, called Voyager Reconsidered. Right. Actually, Voyager Revisited. Voyager Revisited, I I, I thought. I'm sorry. I was going to call it Reconsidered, and then I thought, that's too many letters. (laughs) 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 So I shortened it up. And yes, I was doing a podcast with Kathy Campbell about Orphan Black, and Orphan Black only has 50 episodes, unlike Star Trek, Mm. um, that has... One gazillion, it seems like. (laughs) So many episodes of Star Trek. Yeah. And so we got to the end. You know, we did every episode of of Orphan Black on our cast, our podcast called SestraCast. And I knew that if I didn't sort of move into something new, I would let that time that I had blocked out every week for SestraCast um, just sort of get frittered away in even less important (laughs) (laughs) and meaningful uh, pursuits. And so I thought I've always wanted to do something with Voyager. And that's when I came up with the idea of doing a Voyager podcast that is intended for people who like Voyager or people who thought they maybe didn't love it, but want to give it another chance. And yeah, we're about three months into it. You were the first guest. Thank you very much. Thank you. And <laughs> uh, we have covered some of the big characters, uh, of course, Captain Janeway, Seven of Nine, The Doctor. We've actually covered the the series finale already. It just seemed <laughs> to fit in at the right moment <laughs> when there was some discussion on The Incomparable about what makes a good series finale. Mm. Obviously, don't listen to that one <laughs> if you're spoilers. You're yeah, spoilers. Um, somebody did ask me recently, where was I? And they said, so do they get home at the end? And I'm like, I I, I want to spoil it, but I did want to say like that would be pretty pretty unsatisfying after seven years. <laughs> if they didn't not yes. get back to the Alpha Quadrant. So spoiler. Um, if you don't know already, um, they make it back. So, yeah, I think if, if you don't know how Voyager ended, now you do. They get home. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that we won't spoil it any more than that because that's not the episode we're talking about. But No, that is, yeah. So, it's been interesting. Um, it's the kind of the opposite of Random Trek. 
people say, well, what episode are we going to watch? And I say, well, which episode do you like the best? Oh. And um, we'll build the show around that. And the characters that you like the best are the themes or the aliens or whatever. Yes. But anyway. Curated trick. Curated trick. <laughs> So what is what is the thing that has surprised you most because uh, of in your journey so far as a, a host of Voyager revisited what's the opinion or the thought that you th- either kind of impacted your enjoyment or just kind of gave you a new look on Voyager Well the most interesting and exciting for me is that there are a lot of Voyager fans out there Ah and they have you know responded to the appearance of this podcast by saying, oh, I'm so glad you're doing this. I've been thinking about rewatching, or, you know, you got me into now, I'm going to end up rewatching the whole series again. And also interesting to me, there are fans of every character in Voyager. And even I, who like Voyager, tend to be dismissive about certain characters, but there are fans <laughs> And they have interesting takes on those characters. Not, you know, it's as they would. They're fans, right? And they, mm-hmm. they like them for a reason. So um, that's exciting. And that makes me excited to keep moving through with the podcast series and talk to people whose voices maybe don't get heard so much because they like a thing that other people maybe don't like so much. So, And I think people have cemented their opinion about Voyager, well, some people, when it was airing. So at the time, and they were, it was A, different times, and B, those people were different people uh, 18 to 20 Mm -hmm. years ago. So things have changed, and it might be, and that's why I like the idea behind your podcast so much. It's a good time to go back, and if you are avoiding watching Voyager for whatever reason, you should revisit it, because it's easy to watch. and Yeah. I think you will be pleasantly surprised by the quality of the show you find. I mean, I, I would say overall, re-watching yet again episodes that I've watched before, I've thought, oh, this is actually better than I remember. And as you know, I created a whole Voyager episode guide yes. you know, for people to watch with. And I think that whenever I go back and watch an episode – I think hmm, maybe I scored that one a little harshly <laughs> and I need to give it a bit of a boost. And the episode we're discussing on this show is a really good example of that. So oh, I was just Googling it to see what you, so the episode we're going to watch or no, we've already watched the episode we're going to talk yeah. about. Ha That's what we're doing on this podcast. I don't yeah. remember. I've only done what 210 episodes of this or whatever this is, is Alice, which is a Voyager mm-hmm. episode, season six, episode number five. So what did you say on your viewing list? <sighs> um, well, uh, I only have three like uh, ratings. One is yes, definitely watch it. One is skip if it's not really interesting to you. And the other one is no, do not watch. This one is just bad. That's what they <laughs> and. And there's only 21 no's, and Alice is one of them. I see. I just loaded it up. I'm looking at it right now. Like, a big red N is next to Alice. <laughs> and I made a point before uh, watch, re-watching it yet again with you 
to not go look at what I said before <laughs> because I wanted to keep an open mind. And yeah, I, I, you know, when you told me we were doing Alice, I did have like a, yeah, not my favorite, but yeah, no, I rewatched it and I have a few more new and interesting opinions hmm. that maybe need <laughs> reconsidering. <laughs> Well, at least it passes the Bechtel-Wallace test, which I see on your, your yes. spreadsheet here. So that's good. Although yeah. with Voyager, that's damning it with faint praise, given the large number of uh, female characters. So, uh, yes. But I, I see there are still some that pa- that fail that test. So yeah. that's not great. O- and, only season five has a 100% rating in the Bechtel-Wallace test. Uh, and for those who don't know what it is, that is too named female characters that talk to each other about something other than a man. Yeah. I mean, not only Voyager has several female characters, you know, major characters, Mm -hmm. but they also have very few boyfriends in the mix. That's true. So the chances of them talking about a man are also reduced, I think. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of primed Um, to pass that test. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure if the test requires the the man aspect of it to be a love interest or just any man, but whatever. <laughs> uh, it's such a low bar. It's almost <laughs> pathetic that we have to talk about it, but, you know, that's the bar. That, that's the test that we have right now. <laughs> that is true. And I will say, so having, uh, so I should, I feel like I should tell people how I watch these episodes sometimes because it might impact my opinion of it. I have seen this episode before, but I rewatched it for the show so I could have an opinion, a fresh opinion about it. And I watched it while running on the treadmill. So I don't know if that Hmm. will make me feel better about it or worse about it, but I was sweating profusely through about 75% of it because, you know, you have to work up to a sweat. But Yeah. Um, so, so there's a little fun fact for you folks at home. I was uh, You can imagine me being very sweaty <laughs> as I was watching this episode. If you imagine yeah. me watching episodes for some reason. Well, that's interesting because, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's a Tom Paris episode. And it is. He's, he is a, you know, I can imagine him on the treadmill as well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, only one person on a treadmill at a time, please. Uh, <laughs> what do you think of, so Tom Paris is the, this is the Tom Paris episode, right? He's the main character of this episode. For sure. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Tom Paris? Uh, so I personally like Tom Paris. Um, I like him because, you know, for the very, un, you know, I- irrational reason that I think he's cute. Um, <laughs> he is cute. <laughs> Uh, so, um, I like, so I always, I think I give him a more leeway than I would maybe another character that I didn't think was so cute. Mm-hmm. And I also, I like the arc that he has in this series. And that is one of the things that, you know, Voyager sometimes, you know, because it's episodic and, you know, things tend to happen and then totally forgotten next week. Um, that it's hard to build character arcs like say on Deep Space Nine or but I think that that Tom Paris, you know, along with Seven of Nine, has one of the most interesting character arcs because boy, so I rewatched the the pilot, mm-hmm. the original caretaker for Voyager Revisited, and he's has a huge role in that. I mean, the the episode basically opens with him and. 
he is just the sleazy, womanizing creepo to the max. And I was like, oh, I don't remember him being this bad. So they managed to to tone that down fairly quickly, you know, in the first season, you know, and then then they started to give him the interesting proposition that he might end up in a relationship with Belana Torres, who is no, you know, she does not suffer fools or creeps <laughs> gladly. And yet she ends up with Tom Paris, which is, I suppose, another spoiler alert that they do, in fact, yeah. end up together. But I think, uh, yes, maybe either last episode of Random Trek or the episode before, we talked about uh, the Voyager episode where Tom Paris proposes to mm-hmm. uh, I was going to call her Melinda, but that's not her name. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Uh, Torres, Belana Torres. So there you go. Uh, yeah, I have, mm, I don't even know. Well, Tom Paris isn't my least favorite character on Voyager, no. <laughs> but he is uh, not near the top of my list of characters, but he seems mostly because I feel like he gets away with a lot of stuff that I find people should not get away with on these kinds of shows. Like he convinces in this episode, for example, he convinces people that they should totally trade for this random ship that he wants for no other reason that he wants it. And then everyone's like, okay. And they don't check it for anything. Oh yeah. (laughs) That was like, I I just wrote in my notes yet another failure of Starfleet security (laughs) protocol. I mean, mean, first of all, letting the guy, the the traitor, right on the ship like that. And and Chakotay says to Neelix, okay, show him around. Show him what (laughs) you've got. And I'm like, what? That's not how you do it. Don't do that. I don't know. It is season six, okay? So they've been (laughs) out in the Delta Quadrant for almost six years. And I do think that there's some uh, leeway, a little leeway for things like, well, this would keep Tom Paris occupied. Plus, it does sound sort of interesting, this new technology, interesting and also very scary. Nobody says like, does that, is that really a good idea to have like that, like, you know, neurological connection to the, to the ship that the pilot would just be wired into the ship, you know, neurologically? I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. Like, they didn't have the doctor check that out. They didn't have Seven check that out. They didn't, like, yeah. That. They had Tom check it out, I guess, and that's good enough. <laughs> Although, as we find out, not so good. No. Nah. I did like the fact that there is this guy who's out in space, basically in, uh, like, a junkyard that he's running, mm-hmm. just waiting for people to come by and he can trade with them. I enjoyed that part of this episode. Yeah. I also, I did kind of... And I know why they did it, because they probably spent their money on the sets with the ship and stuff. So they didn't want to show his office or whatever. But I Mm -hmm. I thought it was a missed opportunity to have him beam over to Voyager instead of beaming over to him to see, you know, check out Mm -hmm. stuff. I thought that could have been cool, but I know I'm assuming the budget just wasn't there for that kind of thing. And that's about all that I enjoyed in this episode, to be honest, Uh, just (laughs) because it was so like the fundamental premise that they bring this thing aboard and nobody checks it, I find so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, and I think that's an easy thing to write around. Like you could have it checked out and then somehow the the AI of the ship or something is hiding it, right? And then it, it right. springs it on Tom. It's not like a huge thing, but it just is like, these people wouldn't just 
bring this thing aboard, but clearly but they, they do. So they, they come across <laughs> this thing and they trade for a bunch of stuff. Neelix gets his little kind of moment in the sun because he was a former trader. So he is kind of designated as the negotiator with this guy and his junkyard. And the guy is very happy to unload, maybe a little too happy to unload this mm-hmm. ship that Tom Paris decides he really wants. Mm-hmm. I did like Chakotay saying, okay, you can have it because it's not really that much money uh, or, you know, not they're bartering mm-hmm. basically. So it, he doesn't want a lot for it, but don't make me regret this. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, well, Chakotay, I only vaguely remember what happens in this episode, but I am almost certain that you will regret this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he does. Oh boy. It's not good. And so this is, no. you know, Tom and Harry spend some time tinkering with it. And this is, I mean, this is a, a characteristic of Tom Paris that we know. He likes to tinker with stuff yeah. and he likes to be a pilot. So these are the two kind of clear characteristics about Tom Paris that we have. Yeah. Uh, well, there are three, right? He likes tinkering with things. He likes piloting and he likes the ladies, uh, yeah. which comes up because he dubs this ship Alice Right. <laughs> after uh, someone in Starfleet Academy that he would hit on and who rebuffed his advances. Right. Yeah, I kept thinking, what if they had called the ship Ralph? Yeah. <laughs> Things could have been totally different. That's true. It would have not worked on uh, him. Uh, or or we would have seen what Tom Paris's idealized Ralph looks like, I suppose. <laughs> I have to say, I thought the ship was pretty sweet looking. Like, I understood yes. what they were trying to do. Um, you know, it's his new Camaro and <laughs> to work on, it, you know, but it's not even in the holodeck. It's actually it's real. In an actual ship. And it, I, I mean, I'm no ship designer, but I thought, wow, that looks kind of cool. You know, if they get it flying, it could be cool. So it certainly looks cool. I do question the. So I can understand them taking it to, as you said earlier, explore the new technology on it. It seems like, you know, they need to find ways to get home and maybe this could help them. They don't really look into the it at all. They just kind of are like, okay, Tom, you can have this thing. You can work on it on your time off. Uh, we will not check it out. We won't look at it. It's just your thing, uh, which on a ship with limited resources is doesn't really make a lot of sense. Although I will give this this episode credit in so many Voyager episodes, I think to myself, they're supposed to not have a lot of resources, but they seem to be wasting a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. At least in this episode, Chakotay does say to Tom, no, you can't, you know, replicate a whole bunch of stuff. No, you can't take our emergency parts for your, <laughs> your shuttle thing uh, because we might need them. So I like that. So this episode also gets points for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's certainly the in the way fifth runner-up prize for <laughs> completely <laughs> well, dissing you know, uh, reality. It, 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 it stays true to Voyager's key concept. So I think that that, yeah. is, that is a good thing. But uh, yeah, and he so Tom has called it Alice. Harry and Tom are working on it. And this is where we are get the first glimpse that perhaps Tom is a little more invested than everybody else in this because he wants to, he and Harry have been working on it, replacing like damaged power modules for hours and they get it up for a, a minute and 
in that minute, Tom Paris is like, hey, let me try this thing that will interface with my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Which seems like a bad idea on an alien <laughs> ship, but he does it anyway. Uh, and then yeah. the, the ship shorts out and Harry's like, well, you know, we did a lot of work. We should call it a day and come back fresh-eyed and bushy-tailed. And Tom is like, no, we could work a couple more hours. Harry says, you can work a couple more hours. I'm going to bed. And this is when we think, well, so this is, I thought it was interesting because I have been, and I'm sure you have entered in these situations where you're working on something, whether it's whatever, I don't know, mm-hmm. like an actual do-it-yourself project or something you're writing or whatever. And you get into that zone and you think you're really tired, but you feel like, oh, if I just do like an hour or another two hours, this thing will be done. And so you just kind of get locked into it. So I bought mm-hmm. this as something that could happen and wasn't nefarious. Although then the rest of the episode kind of builds on that. Exactly. Like, would you put some neural interface to <laughs> on your brain out of the blue? No, um, I would probably never put that on. But, you know, even <laughs> whenever we've seen anything like that, it usually is for evil, not for good. That is true. Um, but, but I did like... Um, you know, you work on a thing, as you say, and, and then uh, Tom Tom leaves, you know, when Harry leaves, but then he is, he's woken by this voice, you know, mm-hmm. calling him Tom. And then he's following in the hallways a woman he can't quite see. And then it's Alice. That's a kind of cool scene where he catches up to her, but we don't actually get to see her at that point. And it's just him. It's like, you know, who are you? And she's like, I'm Alice. And, but we don't see that. And it's like, I don't know, it's it's uh, creepy and, and scary. I mean, this is definitely, actually, I was reading, you know, in Memory Alpha, where they said, oh, it's sort of parallel with Stephen King, you know, Christine. Hmm. And I thought, parallel or totally borrowed from? I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, no offense it's <laughs> to the Star Trek writing team, but it does have that kind of Stephen King-esque, you know, supernatural thing is going on, and the characters don't realize it until it's too late. Yes, I like the whole thing. So before Tom, after Tom leaves, before he sees Alice, the show shows us uh, the ship kind of making uh, a scan of Tom Paris's brain, I guess, and kind of looking, rooting around in it and altering its own voice to be Alice's voice. So we assume the, well, the way I assume is that it looked at Tom Paris's brain and figured out the most optimal way to kind of seduce him into continuing Mm -hmm. to repair the ship and wanting to pilot it where it wants to go, which is what this ship wants. Uh, And so it creates Alice as we see later. And so I thought that was also interesting. So I'm, I'm not, uh, I don't hate this episode. There's some interesting things in it. <laughs> uh, just trying to, trying to be fair to it. Uh, yeah. And then the next morning, <laughs> Tom is up early and he's, you know, talking to Alice, uh, which I also thought was a, a good thing in this episode is that he, he names the ship before it becomes, before we're aware that it's kind of self-aware. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to it before it is projecting things into his mind so when he does that and is interacting with it, it isn't so out of field for the rest of the characters to be like, oh, Tom is just talking to this inanimate object again, when in fact he's talking right. to the AI that's in it. So I thought that was clever too. Yeah, <clears throat> I think that's right. Um, yeah, so he's, uh, 
When does he switch into the groovy flight suit? <laughs> that is that is at the very next morning he he replicates up <laughs> one assumes this silvery flight suit and T- Harry Kim is like what the heck are you wearing? <laughs> And Tom Paris is like, oh, the previous pilot wore this, so I thought I would uh, wear it for some reason. He's like cosplaying the pilot <laughs> of Alice, I guess. Right. Yeah, he, he. I think he spent too much time on the holodeck. <laughs> Maybe now, and he can't really, really, you know, parse that this ship is not part of the Captain Proton, you know, series, <laughs> and he's not Captain Proton or some other character on the holodeck. He's... But he, he sort of behaves like one. At he this does. Point. And that's uh, Harry Kim brings it up because they're supposed to go to their little Captain Proton <laughs> hollow suite thing or holodeck thing. And mm-hmm. Tom is like, uh, maybe we could do it tomorrow. And Harry Kim says, you said that yesterday. You never want to play with me anymore. What's wrong with you? It's always Alice, Alice, Alice. Um, but, but, but that's because he's obsessed with Alice. Um, yeah. We find out why later. And uh, <laughs> this is the point at which Seven of Nine is talking to Neelix about a bunch of, uh, oh, she says the star maps, the star charts they got were not accurate. Neelix had traded for a bunch of historically relevant objects, and he they turn out to be junk, except for this one thing that is actually a beryllium crystal, I think is what yeah. they call it. That seems to be quite rare. Uh, so that's yeah. kind of setting up for us the idea that the the trader who owns the junkyard is perhaps not on the up and up and all the things he gave were not exactly what they may appear to be case in point this ship that's taking over tom paris's mind <laughs> yeah uh, and this is what apparently he's 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 restored alice and he wants to show balana alice and so he does they get a bottle of champagne they have a little drink on alice uh alice is not a fan of Bellana Torres and basically <laughs> no, <she> is not. <laughs> like shorts out or, or does a little static electricity shock to Torres and yeah. uh, Paris. Well, just right when they're about to kiss, like something goes wrong on the, Oh, right. You know, right. on the, yeah. And, and that's definitely Alice. And then, uh, you know, Paris is like, ah, you know, I got to fix things or whatever. And so romantic, you know, get together totally destroyed but i i liked the that he actually wanted to do that with balana yes you know that and i thought that that's why that's where i was thinking like oh that's where i would grade it up from previous old tom is that like tom has become a better boyfriend not the perfect boyfriend as we see but better than he used to be that he's actually wants to share this thing that he's um really excited about with balana Yes, which I enjoyed. And so something, yeah, some, as you said, something goes wrong. It beeps. Bellana's like, well, we can, you can fix that. Or she actually offers to help him and Paris gets very yeah. upset and they have an argument. And that's when she leaves. And as she's leaving, she gets a little shock from Alice because Alice is like, we don't need her. And uh, that I think Alice appears here and tells him, you know, we need to, we need to complete our repairs so I can leave Voyager and we can go to where we need to go. And uh, he has put, he has new attachments on his flight suit that Alice has uh, modified for him. Mm-hmm. So it'll work better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is not good. Tom, why Why are you doing this? Yeah. And, and she continues, Alice continues to try to get him to steal stuff. Uh, oh, and I skipped over a thing. So there's a scene with Chakotay and Paris where Paris is basically like, this is what I was talking about earlier. I need 
stuff to fix my my sweet ride and Chakotay says no you can't have any of it also you have been late to your shifts and you're you know you should really shave and put a uniform on and Tom is like oh you're totally right I'm sorry but uh, he doesn't mm-hmm. actually do anything that Chakotay asks for in fact Alice has him steal a bunch of stuff from yeah. Voyager and fix her which is not good no and and she she keeps him from uh, changing back into a Starfleet uniform he That's was right. in the middle of changing out of the groovy silver suit. <laughs> she doesn't want him to do that. No. And she sends him off to Astro- Astrometrics to plot a course for her. And Seven of Nine walks in. And Tom's totally like, oh, no, I was just, you know, <laughs> I was in the area and I thought I'd see what was happening in here. <laughs> yeah. I love Seven and Nine. She doesn't have much to do in this episode, but her one big line was like, I wasn't aware you were assigned to astrometrics. <laughs> and this is when she says, he tells Seven of Nine about maybe the interface or something. And she says, oh, maybe yeah. I should examine it. And Alice appears and says, make an excuse and get out of here. Because Alice doesn't want anyone examining her. Mm-mm. Because she's up to no good. No. And uh, this is when Kim, Harry Kim and Torres are on the engineering. They're talk, kind of talking about paris's obsession and this is when they find out oh someone has taken these power relays should we tell tuvok and balana says no i know where they are yeah. <laughs> uh, which i want points to balana for for making the obvious deduction there yeah and this is where the episode gets uh, even more creepy because she goes on to the the ship tom isn't around the ship closes the door and basically tries to kill her by yeah. right getting suffocating her Yep. Which is not good. I mean, it's just like, now it's like standard kind of horror mm-hmm. film. Totally. But yeah, I did like that with Taurus too, that she was like, oh no, I know who's <laughs> responsible for this and I'm going to go kick his butt. You know? She's, exactly. And she's, Bellana is one of my favorite characters on Voyager. So yeah. she, as you said earlier, she doesn't take any guff from anybody. So she's just like, I'm going to solve this. I'll tell, yeah. I'll get those things back. Uh, sadly, she does not. But no. Tom does come in the nick of time and saves her, and he's angry yeah. with Alice for, uh, you know, trying to kill her. But he's like, oh, no, you, you, it was probably you accidentally pressed a button or something. Yes. It was very mansplainy, can we say? Like, <laughs> yes. He's like, um, oh, why, I don't know why you're so upset. It was probably just a little, <laughs> you know, little glitch and... You know, she already had a weird feeling about this ship and about Tom, and this was, this really settles it. She does not lock herself into ships and get suffocated. <laughs> no. And that's what she says. I'm telling the captain about this, and Tom loses his mind, and he's like, no, don't do that. And she leaves, uh, and he wants to follow her because, you know, he, he, he realizes perhaps he went too far or just stop her from telling the captain. But Alice appears and says, you know, don't. She's trying to ruin it. Tom, don't you know they're all out to catch you, basically? Uh, mm-hmm. And he's like, no, she wouldn't do that. I need to go talk to her. I need to go to sickbay. Maybe they're right. I need mm-hmm. a scan to see what's going on. And this is when we find out that, well, we already knew Alice is up to no good. But now we know that she really doesn't care about Tom Paris at all. She just needs someone to pilot right. her. And so she kind of makes uh, weird things happen on his forehead, which I think is us supposed to assume that weird things are happening to his brain and he's in great pain. Yeah. 
And this is what is probably my least favorite scene in this episode when Torres goes to talk to Janeway about Tom Paris and Janeway is basically like, that doesn't sound like Tom. Right. <laughs> I agree. I was surprised. I mean, you know, obviously on a ship, maybe the captain doesn't know everything that's going on, but on Star Trek Voyager, it, you know, Janeway, <laughs> she she's behaving, I mean, as if, she has no idea that like some weird thing might be going on and and that Chakotay hasn't like informed her. There's this ship that they bought and now, you know, Paris wants parts that we're not going to give him or whatever. Like she did, it was like, she was totally out of it. It's one of those one, uh, one of those really few moments where I thought, lady, (laughs) you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, and I, I kind of felt like she wasn't believing Torres either. She was yeah. like, Balana, I know Tom Paris, and Tom could not yeah. have done any of those things. Balana's like, trust me, he did them. Something is up. Mm. She does, Janeway does at least say, well, maybe something is up. We'll have the doctor examine Tom Paris just to make sure everything's mm-hmm. okay. Uh, but it is too late because now Tom has stolen all the things he needs. He's upgraded Alice and he strapped himself in with his upgraded suit and they are busting out a Voyager to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is yeah. where we see the the upgrades to his suit mean that yeah. the colored cords can plug into them and he can be even more connected to Alice, I guess. I guess. I, I'm not sure why. Like, she needs <laughs> more of him than just his brain, but whatever. <laughs> I don't know. For faster interface, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And this is when they they warp away, but they have disguised their warp signature so Voyager can't follow them. Uh, And so they go back to the junkyard and basically say, WTF man. And he says, uh, (laughs) you know, no trade, no, no take backs, uh, no refunds, (laughs) like it or lump it. Um, But, you know, what's his name? Uh, Neelix says, oh, I have this nice beryllium crystal. So I could, I could also say, you know, all trades are final, but if you give us some information, I'll give this back to you. Uh, and he is overcome with avarice and says, okay, I will come over to the Voyager and tell you what I could tell you over the comp, but I'll just <laughs> tell you in person so that we can see that Alice has also infected his brain. And so when right. he tries to tell them about Alice, uh, his version of Alice appears and basically says, don't do that and causes him to have a, a, a cerebral hemorrhage. Yeah. Which is not cool. No, that was a surprise. I didn't remember that part. I mean, and yeah, it was pretty telling that Mm -hmm. this was, this was more than just a, well, I got this like ship from kind of a shady person and uh, didn't want to hang on to it and happy to sell it to you. Exactly. And he, so the doctor fixes him up and this is when he says, oh, thank you for, you know, curing me of the Alice trauma I couldn't tell you because she wouldn't let me, but she wanted a pilot and I was insufficient for her needs. <laughs> uh, and this yeah. is when they're like, oh, well, let's maybe look in astrometric where uh, Tom Paris was clearly plotting a course, a flight course. So maybe we'll find out where they're going that way. Yeah. And they do. And what is it? A particle fountain? Yes, a particle, particle fountain. fountain. And apparently Alice lives in a particle fountain. I don't know. I don't yeah. understand it. <laughs> that. This part is is very unsatisfying. <laughs> I, I, I thought somehow I'm mostly going back to a, a planet with 
uh, everybody was a ship. (laughs) (laughs) You know, for all I can tell, Particle Fountain is is just a big destructive phenomenon. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand. But they're they're going there to save Tom Paris. This this ship is fast. It has fancy shields. They can't Mm -hmm. beam him over because of the shields. It's all, you know, crazy. Um, But they figure out that they can shut down the shields if Tuvok, Tuvok can do something and shut down the shields and they can use the communicator basically as like a carrier wave so that they can send over Balana, uh, a mental projection of Balana to tell pa- Tom not to believe Alice and mm-hmm. Alice and Balana try to, you know, sway um, Paris to his or hers or to their sides. And while they're mm-hmm. distracting Alice, basically Tuvok lowers their shields and beams Tom aboard the Voyager and Alice, the ship is destroyed. Yeah. Which, as I said, it was that going to happen anyway, just with <laughs> Tom Paris in, in the cockpit. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it was destroyed. Their shields were down. So I assume if the shields were up, maybe it wouldn't have been destroyed. Oh, I, don't I see. Yeah. I don't know. That's just my, my head cannon as it were. Um, and uh, then Tom is in sick bay, and this is where it ends. The doctor basically says, Tom has to rest, so Bellana, you make sure that mm-hmm. he rests. And she has a card that Naomi Wildman wrote, uh, or drew, I should say, that's a get well card. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tom promises Bellana that he will not have any more affairs with strange ships and that he he and the delta flyer are just friends so (laughs) (laughs) that was pretty cute that was pretty cute yeah and that's the end of the episode that is the end i feel like tom Parrish should be forbidden from getting any new technology on voyager (laughs) it never it never works out well for anybody no i mean at least it wasn't uh you know, they didn't turn into lizards or whatever. That. <laughs> well, that is true. That is high praise for this episode. At least they didn't turn into <laughs> lizards. I mean, that's what I guess where I felt bad looking at my ranking is that the absolute worst episode is that one called, uh, I, I like repress the name of it because it's so bad. But oh, uh, The ones they turn into lizards. They turn into lizards is called... Uh, um, it's with the speed. It's a speed word. Threshold. Ah, threshold from season two, where he manages to like soup up the you know shuttle or whatever to like warp ten, and he basically you know he goes so fast he like ruins his own evolution and turns and turns it back the clock on that and. Whatever. It's a terrible episode. It's absolutely a no episode. There's no way I'm ever going to watch that episode and go, huh, actually kind of like this part or that part. Not so bad, actually. Not so bad. But, you know, that's a different category from this one, which I would say, you know, I wouldn't put it at the top of my list. This is actually making me rethink my whole uh, rating system because three – you know, three tiers maybe is not enough. Um, this would be somewhere between no and skip. Um, because I do enjoy, so for the people who like Tom Paris, mm. and I'm one of them, and also Bolana and Tom together, or as I call them, Taylana, <laughs> um, that this is a good one for them. You know, like 
this is, it's a good Alana t- episode. She really comes off looking really great. And then uh, it, it's hard to love this episode for sure. Yes, it has good aspects to it. But I think overall, I would say you can skip watching this episode. It doesn't really mm-hmm. do anything for anybody <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It does yeah. include the prerequisite let's annoy Tuvok for no reason, though, where they're trying <laughs> to guess how old he is at the beginning. But Yeah, that was funny, and I couldn't figure out how that tied into the episode at all later. I was like, nope. Except that he's smart enough and rational enough to never do what Tom Paris does. <laughs> That's true. He is he is wise. Well, he says I did I did think that was funny that uh, he basically says you know I'm, I'm wise or something instead of old. And Tom Paris says, well, how wise are you? And Tuvok <laughs> says, wise enough to end this conversation. Yeah, which I thought was good. But, yeah, yes. that was a good Tuvok moment. And uh, yep, that that's true. Uh, one thing about that traitor, Abaddon, mm-hmm. um, I was looking him up in Memory Alpha because he looks so familiar. He is like the the main guy in, in Enterprise the of the Suleban, you know, the, in the, oh. the temporal Cold War, mm-hmm. the guy with the e- extreme, like, textured makeup face guy. Mm. Ah, so, all right. And uh, just FYI. Uh, for people who have actually watched Enterprise. I don't know how many there are out there. but oh, there are many people uh, who have watched Enterprise. Yeah. I would say that there are many episodes of Enterprise that you should watch before this episode of Voyager. Although it is, as Gene said, it's not awful. I mean, it's not threshold, but it is not really <laughs> worth your time. Unless, once again, I will echo what Gene said. If you're a huge Tom Paris fan, or you enjoy seeing different kind of spacecraft maybe this yeah. is the episode for you yeah okay i agree with that assessment <laughs> but i am glad that we could watch an episode that makes you rethink your entire rating system for your well thought out <laughs> voyager watch list yeah i might just have to leave alice in the in the no pile because oh. at the rate i'm going uh i'll have a very um non-credible rating system where everything is a must watch (laughs) (laughs) well i mean it's your list so you can you can do whatever you want with it that's true but if i saw a list where there was nothing that was downgraded i might be skeptical (laughs) i want people to at least think that you know i will give them some pointers if they don't want to watch every episode of voyager unlike me and you Well, I think that's fair. And thank you for joining me and watching yet another episode of Voyager, even one that's on the dreaded no list on your watch list. (laughs) Well, thanks for having me. I hope next time I get on, I I get a Enterprise or a uh, TNG episode. I haven't had one of those yet. Well, we leave it to chance and we will find out. I'm just talking to the random guys. I'm (laughs) expressing my wishes, that's all. Very well. 